0: Hey everyone, welcome to Experience Ministries Discipleship Podcast. I'm Dave Smuen, your host, and I'm excited to share biblical principles to help us live our faith and glorify the Lord Jesus. This is episode 16, and today we're continuing our series in Colossians chapter 3. So we're going to be looking at verses 18 and 19 and our topic is the marriage relationship. So this is going to be a fun one and I hope you enjoy. So here we go. This is what Colossians chapter 3 verses 18 and 19 says in the NASB, New American Standard. Wives, be subject to your husbands as is fitting in the Lord. Husbands, Love your wives, and do not be embittered against them. While we're reading, I also want to read Ephesians chapter 5, verses 22 through 33. And uh, I'm sure if you're familiar with the topic, you're going to see the connection or already know the connection. But I want to read this because it's going to give us um, just a little bit more. This is out of the WEB translation and it says it this way, Wives, be subject to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ also is the head of the assembly, being himself the Savior of the body. But as the assembly is subject to Christ, so let the wives also be to their own husbands in everything. Husbands, Love your wives, even as Christ also loved the assembly and gave himself up for it, that he might sanctify it, having cleansed it by the washing of the water with the word, that he might present the assembly to himself gloriously, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without defect. Even so, husbands also ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his own wife loves himself. For no man ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, even as the Lord also does the assembly. Because we are members of his body, of his flesh and bones. For this cause, a man will leave his father and mother and will be joined to his wife. The two will become one flesh. This mystery is great, but I speak concerning Christ and the assembly. Nevertheless, each of you must also love his own wife even as himself, and let the wife see that she respects her husband. As we start discussing this topic, there is one foundational principle that we must consider. If we miss this, there is a high probability that we will not fully understand the husband-wife relationship or really even the male-female relationship. It's really important. Are you ready? Here it is. Men and women are equal in Christ. They're not the same. We're not like a unisex but we are equal in Christ. In other words, one person is not better or above the other. In generations past, the idea that men were superior was not only promoted, but it dominated most cultures. In our modern culture, just the opposite seems to be coming about. In our culture, the pendulum has swung completely in the other direction. This society tries to portray men as stupid, inept, or weak, and women as the superior. And I'm sure that you can see that shift as it's trying to take place. Now, I understand it's not completely done uh, the way, you know, total opposite, but it is shifting, and there are people trying to shift it. And I'm sure... That you've seen some of the commercials and watched some of the movies that portray men as weak, dumb, or irrelevant. You don't have to watch many movies or TV before you see a commercial like that or listening to the radio and you're going to see men portrayed like that. That's part of this cultural shift where they're trying to downplay the role of the man and really make the woman the one that's superior. The reality is that men and women are equal. This is especially true if we're in Christ. Listen to a couple more passages about this. I'm going to read Galatians chapter 3, verses 26 through 29, and I'm reading again out of the WEB version, so listen to what it says. For you are all children of God through faith in Christ Jesus, for as many of you as were baptized into Christ, have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free man. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. If you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's offspring and heirs according to promise. In this passage, Paul says there is no distinction between male and female in Christ, and that's important for us to grasp that concept. Women were called fellow heirs in 1 Peter 3.7, which puts it this way, You husbands, in the same way, live with your wives according to knowledge, giving honor to the woman as to the weaker vessel, as being also joint heirs of the grace of life, that your prayers may not be hindered. In 1 Corinthians 11, verses 11 and 12, there is a discussion about men and women not being independent of each other. Check this out. Nevertheless, neither is the woman independent of the man, nor the man independent of the woman in the Lord. For as woman came from man, so man also comes through a woman, but all things come from God. Now, I'm putting out a whole bunch of verses there, kind of different places in the Scripture, because I really want to emphasize that it's not one place that this concept is portrayed in the New Testament. There's lots of different passages that talk about this idea that in Christ we are equal. And we've struggled with that um, quite a bit in the body of Christ, in my opinion. So I just want to give you a lot of different scriptures about that. But here's what I really want us to see. We must be careful not to fall into the world's trap of making one of the sexes better or above the other. In Christ, we're equal. Our culture is desperately trying to blur the lines between male and female. Doing this causes confusion, strife, and destroys the traditional family, which is what I think part of their goal is, to destroy the family unit. The other thing the culture is trying to do is expand the sexes. They don't want male and female. They want a multitude of options. At the root of this movement is an attempt to destroy the biblical foundations of marriage, family, godly roles, and God's design for us to really be the imagers of God. They want to take that away and really destroy those those foundations of our society because it does cause confusion. It causes rampant sin. It destroys lives and just all kinds of problems that we see in our culture right now. So you have to stop and ask yourself, why is that? Well, I think it's because when you cause confusion, it's easier to take control. And so there is an element of our society, of our culture, that's trying to take control of the masses, and this is one of the ways that they do that. Another aspect of it is simply the sinful nature running amok, and you can see that all over the place. There are only two sexes there's male and there's female, and it's been that way since God created us on day one. The more their culture tries to say there's all these other things, the more you can say, wait a minute, let's go back to biblical fact. There's male, there's female, but you can look clear across history, and that's really what history shows, that there's only male, female. Okay, so I'm emphasizing that a little bit, but I think it's important for us to understand that and get it really in our being that that's the way it is. There are differences between the two genders, and there are different roles that we play. There's different things that we're called to do, different things that that we're designed to do. And these differences are most clearly seen in the marriage relationship. The Bible gives clear instructions to both the husband and the wife. And these differences don't make one better than the other. The instructions don't make one better than the other. It's just we have different roles to play. We have different uh, things that God has called us to do and equipped us to do. So let's look at a couple of those things. Women are given the instruction to be subject to your husbands and to respect him. Now, we could see that in Colossians 3.18. We could also see that in Ephesians 5.23 and verse 33. You see, women are more loving, nurturing, and sensitive by nature. So God has equipped and called them to raise the children, care for the family, and to care for the home. Proverbs 31 makes it clear that a woman is not limited to just raising children or caring for the home. There's a lot of other things that they can do, um, buy and sell land. You know that if you read Proverbs 31, I know you ladies have already read that. Most of you men should probably go back and read it. But there's a lot of other things that they can do. So I'm not saying that they're limited to that, just the the raising of children and the family and things like that. But it is one of their primary callings. God has equipped them uniquely to take care of those responsibilities, to do those things. The reality is men can't have children, and men aren't by nature as nurturing with children as a woman is. So you can see that there is a woman, and God designed her to take care of these family things, these relational things, more so, or maybe I should say, differently than the male. Most women struggle more with the idea of submission and respect, so they're given the instruction to do these things. Now, I find it interesting that Paul's instructions are for the spouse to do the things which the other spouse needs, even though it doesn't always come naturally to them. So I think that's where this this love and respect and submission thing is at. Paul tells the women to, to be submissive, to be respectful, even though that's really not natural to them the way it is for men. I believe this is an aspect of mutual submission, love, and respect that is easily overlooked. And so when we talk about the the male-female roles, the husband-wife roles, I think we have to include the understanding that we're equal but we have different roles to play. We have different giftings. We're designed differently for these different purposes, and that's just um, a fact. I mean, you can't escape that fact. It's all around us. Men are given this instruction, love your wives, and you can see that in Colossians 3.19 and Ephesians 5.25 and so on. So, Love does not come as natural to a man as it does to a woman. Many times, men approach love from a self serving desire rather than a selfless, agape love that is mentioned in both of these passages. It's important to note that men are not told to love their wives with a limited physical love, but with God's love. Men were designed by God to be the providers, the protectors. And it's natural for us to hunt, to gather, to work hard, to provide, and to protect, and even to conquer. These natural instincts can make it difficult to be selfless, tender, kind, gentle, and compassionate. Now, I'm not saying that there aren't men who are gentle and kind. Obviously, there are men who are gentle and kind and compassionate, but it does come more naturally to women than it does to men. A lot of men just have to really work at it. Um, you know, so there's, there's some of us men who are maybe a little more on that sensitive side. I'm probably on that sensitive side more than some, but it's still something I have to work at. It's, there is a difference between male and female in these type of areas. So men are called to love their wives with God's love, but the only way for us to have that kind of love and to give our wives that kind of love is if we receive that from God. So it really gives the man a burden to press into his relationship with God and to receive that agape love from God and then give that or share that with his wife. And I know a lot of times men will try to go, okay, I'm going to be more loving, but they're, they're really not grabbing hold of that agape concept, uh, concept or that self-sacrificing concept, that, that love that comes from God. They're still stuck in, I'm going to do this because this is what I know, and it's more of a natural love. So men, we have to really understand agape love, God's love, and receive that from its source, which is God, and give that to our wives. See, men have a natural inclination to rule or to dominate. We're hunters, providers, protectors, all of those type of things. But we must be careful that we do not approach our wives in such a way as to dominate or to rule harshly over them. That would be counterproductive, right? That's not what God told us to do. He told us to be loving to them, not just dominate or rule over them. We must also be careful that we do not use the church, the Bible, or religion as a way to subdue women and rule over them. And this happens far more than men would like to admit, honestly. Sometimes we make it a spiritual thing that we're the head of the house and we lord that over them, but that isn't keeping with the mutual respect concept that we're both equal, but we have different roles. And so I think it's important that we recognize that there are differences between male and female. There's differences between husband and wives. We fulfill different roles. We're designed for these different things. But in that, we still have to be mutually submissive. And when we are mutually submissive, things flow way better. And then we can see God moving, not just in the husband and wife, but that flows out to our children, to our larger extended families, and to our culture, and even into the church, because we're functioning the way God has designed us. Let me wrap up our short discussion on this topic by saying that I'm shocked at how many Christians are falling for the cultural deceptions. I want to encourage you to study the scripture and understand how our creator designed us and how he wants us to function as male and female, husband and wife. When we do that, it brings freedom to us. It doesn't bring us to a place of bondage. A wife submitting to her husband or respecting her husband isn't about being in bondage or having him lord over her, and the man loving his wife isn't about being a doormat. It's about mutual love and submission back and forth that causes us to function the way we're supposed to. So anyway, I hope you got something out of this. This isn't a thorough discussion about the topic, obviously, but I hit these verses in Colossians chapter 3, and I just wanted to take a moment and talk about them and remind you that it's important that we understand there are only two sexes, male, female. There's only two roles, husband, wife. And if we don't keep that straight, then our culture is going to be way more confused, and so's the church. So God bless you. I hope you have a great day, and I will catch you again next week.